Hello, and welcome to the Naked Truth Teller podcast, where we share the naked truth of it all as we see it. I'm Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. We hope you've brought an open mind and your sense of humor. Get ready to feel seen, challenged, and if you're searching for truth, our hope is that you find yours while listening to us share ours, or at the very least, be entertained. We are so happy you're here and hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, welcome. I am Chelsea, the daughter. And I'm Tara, the mom. Today we are stripping down the truth about millennials. But before we get into that, we're going to check in real quick. So mom, how's it going? What's new with you? How have your last couple of weeks been since we last did this, since we recorded our first episode? Yes, of greeting people and saying hello and noticing, acknowledging people's presence. And um, I think that I've continued to work on it hard and have noticed that sometimes it's not met very well. And you kind of just want to go, okay, I give up, but that's not Mm -hmm. smart, not good. Um, And it's just going backwards. So it's obviously something that you need to practice and I need to practice and we just need to keep working at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just been more of the same for me the last couple of weeks. I've definitely been probably more mindful of it than normal just because we talked about it on our first episode, but yeah, it's just been more of the same. So I'm going to keep practicing what I preach. Yes, absolutely. And I do think it makes me feel better as well as other people feel better. Yeah. So that's good. It's all good. So what else is just new with you in general? Anything you want to share? I think we've had a busy last week since you've added someone to your family (laughs) the past couple of weeks. Yes. (laughs) Which has brought a lot of joy and a lot of frustration. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) I think you should say. Oh, so Nathan and I decided to adopt a kitten. Her name is Hallie, Hallie Cat for um, Halloween. She's our Halloween kitten. And she kind of looks like she has a mask on her face. She's calico. Adorable. She's so cute. Yeah, she is very cute and wild and fun and also very sweet. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You would change. (laughs) It's just change. Change is always hard. And I worry about Chanel, our little Chihuahua, adjusting well. And, you know, of course, Hallie's had some issues, but we're getting them worked out. Three or four doctor visits in the last couple of weeks, and (laughs) we're getting it figured out. (laughs) She's healthy. She's strong. And it's good. It's fun. It's fun. I love having another grand pet in the family. I think Mm -hmm. they're just as important as grandkids. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we get into this fun topic about millennials? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So where do we want to start with this mom millennials, this topic? Do you want to like define it? Well, I think, um, millennials, millennials. anyone born between 1981 to 1996. So we're talking the age group of 24 years old to 39 years old. So millennials aren't, we're all adults now. Yes. You're all adults now. Right. I'm a millennial. My brother's a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. I've raised two millennials, which is, I mean, the word, I think I hate the word. It makes me mad. And then I always go, wait a minute. I raised two millennials. So (laughs) I just think society says millennials are special. They need treated differently. Mm -hmm. They learn differently. They love differently. 
they have a different work ethic. They need to be treated different in the workplace. Oh, yes. And I just yes. think all of that is just, I mean, it truly infuriates me because I think it's garbage. Why but, is it? Why is it garbage? They have whole lectures in these expensive seminars that you attend dedicated to how to treat millennials yeah. in the workplace, how to cater to them, how mm -hmm. to get them to want to work for you. What do you mean? It's garbage. Yeah. It, I mean, I, they have to have special, special treatment all the time. They need more PTO. They need shorter work days. They need, they're just so needy. And I think they don't work anywhere for any length of time. They want to have special things like they want to have food provided for them on a daily basis, treats. They want to have all kinds of drinks available to them. So you're saying that millennials, so people in this age range in general feel this way? Are you saying that that's what we're told millennials want? Yeah, I think that's what we're told millennials want. And I think, honestly, I do think we, we have some issues. I don't think it comes down to, I think all of you, all of um, the millennials we're born as humans, just like the rest of us. And I think we've been raising them. I don't know why we have been trying to treat them special. You and I have managed people separately and together. Mm -hmm. And we continue to come back to the same thing. Everyone needs to be held accountable to their position. Everyone needs to show up to work on time. Everyone needs to put in a 40 hour work week. If you want to pay to go somewhere, if you want to take a trip, if you want to take care of yourself mm -hmm. in order to be an independent, successful adult, you are going to have to work and you might have to work your full-time job in a part-time job. And when you're young, you can do that. For some reason, this age bracket, we want to give them some sort of break. We want to give them some sort of, they need more time off. They need vacations paid for by someone else. Mm -hmm. They need to show up whenever they feel like showing up. If there's someone who can't seem to get to work by 7.30 every day, then make their start time 8 a.m. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing. It seems like it's up to management to create this like that these folks expect management to create a work-life balance for them yes right yeah that's how it seems to me constantly wanting their work to be performed around their personal life mm -hmm. instead of you planning your personal yeah. life around when you work right so we continue to want to make the work week shorter and somehow businesses are supposed to provide services in a shorter amount of time. So, or with less workers and these workers all need to be paid more because obviously they're not working a full Very 40 much. hour week <laughs> yeah. and they need lots more benefits because they need more time off, but it has to be paid time off. Honestly, it's crazy. I, I think I would like beat you kids. <laughs> oh dear. Now I'm in trouble. But I think <laughs> I have two kids who are successful, independent adults. Does that mean they're wealthy? No. Um, it means mm -hmm. that they take care of themselves. They take responsibility for their home, 
their vehicles, their pets, their children, and themselves. And it is not anyone else's responsibility. No. And or business. Like it's not or business. That's do right. Do you really want your boss deciding, okay, you're gonna work three twelve hour days this week, but wait a minute, you should get paid for 40 hours for sure. Yeah. Like it's just it's ridiculous and it's frustrating and then it's infuriating to hear all of these meetings on how we should treat these individuals. Mm-hmm. Why would they be treated any differently than I am? Oh, that is the thing. Why? It's, and it, we're just making people. We're creating monsters. Yes. <laughs> monsters who aren't able to take care of themselves. They can't. And are still leaning heavily on employers and I'm sure their parents. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that Tony and I right now could financially or want to support you and Anthony and the things that you do. Like, I'm grateful that you both are very independent and take care of yourselves. Right. And we've talked about this before, you know, how we see it a lot in multiple places that we've worked. It's pretty consistent these days. These folks are, they seem to be so very unhappy and they um, demand that their employer do all of these things to make them feel better emotionally. Like I need this time off. I need mental health days. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. And it's up to you to um, make me feel, I don't know, better. So, but we talked about if these folks would just be held to the same expectations as everyone else, if they would just be held to the policies that are in place, if they just came to work, worked their 40 hours a week, no exceptions. They're held accountable. They get a consistent paycheck. Like they might actually see their mood improve. Their mental health might improve. Like I got a full 40 hour paycheck for this last pay period because I showed up to work and I worked my ass off and that Mm -hmm. feels good. Like I earned that for myself. Yes. I saw people every single day. I didn't just sit in my house doing nothing, feeling sorry for myself or whatever, you know. So right. I think if people would just get back to working and, you know. And when you go to work, work. Yeah. Leave all of that personal stuff behind. Yes. When you go to work, you focus on your position. And if you're having a slow day, like the business is not slammed busy mm-hmm. and you want to make more money, then impress your employer. Clean. Organize. Yeah. Come up with ideas to make the business increase or be better or provide a service that you don't currently provide Mm -hmm. so many things to do that can make that business better. And also in your own personal life, when you leave, go home and take the garbage out, clean up your place, clean out your refrigerator, stay busy. It will make you feel better when Mm -hmm. you come home to a place that's clean and taken care of. Mm -hmm. I think so many, even when you children were little, um, I had a teacher with, well, your teachers. I had a teacher with you that thought you were too shy, too Mm -hmm. introverted, probably needed to see a therapist. Then when you, when she actually, when I told her, well, yeah, she's very quiet in class. She's very well behaved, but she's a dancer and she couldn't believe it. She said, there's no way. So she actually came. I mean, she took an interest. She was a good teacher. She took an interest in you and she came to see your dance recital. And she told me, she said, you're right. She is not shy. She is not introverted. She is just trying to be the best little girl that she can be in the classroom. And so that was so great. And then Anthony, I had a teacher who absolutely wanted him on Ritalin. Mm -hmm. He was fidgety and 
Always talking. Always talking. Always touching something, <laughs> winking, blinking, you know, just <laughs> couldn't sit still. Yeah. Very busy. But that hour sitting on the carpet at the first part of the day to talk about the weather and what day of the week it was was making In him first grade crazy. Yeah. So, you know, after talking to a doctor, of course I took him to a doctor. I would obviously listen to what a teacher had to say. Sure. And they absolutely said he is fine. He needs to be doing something else during that time. Sit him at a desk. He can still hear about the day, the weather, the color of the sky, <laughs> but he can be doing something else to keep busy. So I think it's, it's the parents have to be involved in their pet, kids' lives, their pets' lives. Um, I would have, I told Chelsea twice this week, her cat was fine. Her kitten was fine. And obviously it wasn't. So she constantly knew she trusted her gut that something was wrong. A minor things, but still things that can cause problems if you let them go. Yeah. So that's good. Parents need to pay attention and follow their gut and follow a doctor's advice. Listen to what the teacher has to say, but don't automatically act on it. Right. So I think we need to start at the start with children and make sure that we're involved. Well, it sounds like what you're saying. The issue is not, you know, millennials. Yeah. The year they were born. Yeah. It's not your age and like what Gen Z or whatever. It's whatever group you belong to, whatever generation mm -hmm. you belong to. It sounds like what you're saying is that parenting has changed. Yeah. I think it has. I think it we start too many. Parenting. Yeah. That's too the, many that's breaks. Issue. We do too much for them and then we give them too many breaks and we rely on drugs. I think it's a big thing. It started oh, to be a big thing when you kids were younger, obviously, yeah. and it's now an even bigger thing. And it's, it's hard because I, I think there are drugs that truly do make things easier and life easier. But once you start to rely on that and you need more and, and only more that. and more mm -hmm. and and then you expect your employer also to feed into that. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to expect your significant other to feed into that for you, help you. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of person, but I also believe that you learn coping skills. I hope you learn healthy coping skills and it helps you to, you know, navigate your life. I think it also makes you actually enjoy your life to have boundaries, to have rules, to have, yeah. And to be able to follow them mm -hmm. and not necessarily just go by what you feel like you want for the day. What is your personal need? Sometimes it's, it's the group. Yeah. So when you go to work, be there on time. Yeah. And while I'm not a parent, I don't think that you need to be a parent in order to have some mm -hmm. common sense when it comes to properly uh, bringing up a child. Right. No. And like the trends that I see more and more that are concerning are like you're talking about just kind of providing zero structure yeah, <laughs> or discipline right. and being a friend instead of wanting to be a parent and letting your child make all of these adult decisions for themselves. And then these parents support these decisions their kids are making, for example, like tattoos and piercings and you know i guess they can change their gender now no you yeah. can't but you know yeah. and curfews and you know yeah all of these things and it just it results in creating entitled children that become entitled adults and you know uh, that 
don't have any structure don't in their lives they um don't do well with authority or rules they need so much praise they need so much attention um and are demanding and can't handle any kind of accountability or constructive criticism they're just a mess yeah they truly are not prepared them for the world at all to be healthy productive adults in society they're not contributing anything and i think businesses are suffering for it i think families are suffering for it um i'm truly grateful that you know my son is raising girls to be successful to be out on their own to be Mm -hmm. independent um and i think we support that hugely you as their aunt me as their grandparents their other uh family members but i i just see so much pain and so much it's unnecessary sadness that it doesn't have to be that way and i i think that trying to look to employers or teachers or schools to fix all these problems is a huge mistake and i think it just continues to make things worse you know anthony's teacher was looking definitely for her job to be easier Mm -hmm. to medicate anthony and make him an easier student to be around Um, but there were easy fixes to the situation definitely was not a good that would not have been a good plan for him no not a good plan for any student the drugs no would not have been no absolutely not and if i would have started if i'd have thrown you in therapy immediately for being this shy introvert just wanting to be a good student yeah that would have been horrific for you too so i'm grateful that that teacher took the time to go say oh you know what i was wrong but i'm wondering how many teachers are do that like Mm -hmm. actually go to see to check it out and parents be smart enough look at blindly follow what the doctors say or what the teachers say yeah yeah it's scary and chelsea didn't blindly follow a first doctor this week on her kitten oh (laughs) And it's a good thing she didn't because there actually was, was an issue. Was she right. was correct. <laughs> so doctors aren't it's as always right. as that, yeah. you know, and if she would have just not just ignored it, you said it was fine. Uh, in another couple of weeks, her kitten could have been very, very sick. Yeah. So there's, you know, you, if you're going to be a parent of a pet or a person, there's a whole lot of work that goes into it and a whole lot of things you have to trust your gut. You also have to be aware um, and have patience and, you know, advocate for your child, advocate for yourself as an adult, Mm -hmm. but don't expect other people to take care of your problems. Gosh, I would love to make a lot of money and only work a few hours a week, or I guess, I don't know, maybe have the government take care of us. Nope. No, definitely don't want that. So we we want you to take care of yourself. We want you to enjoy the position that you have, the job that you have. Um, I always think of Lily and I tell people, be the Lily when you go to work. You remember Lily? Of course I remember Lily. Every time she came to work, everybody was like, yes, Lily's on her way here. Thank God. Didn't mean she was the smartest person when she started at the business that we worked at. She started entry level, but the minute she walked in the door, she had a brilliant smile on her face. She was happy and she was working. It, she would take out trash. She would vacuum the floor. She would take out a pet. Like she was moving on the jump. She didn't wait and go, 
is there something I can do for you? I'm going to go have a snack first. I just got here and I'm really tired. I'm having a really rough time at home right now. Like I'm having some personal issues. So Mm -hmm. I just can't. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to show up for you today. (laughs) (laughs) That girl. And she became like the most knowledgeable person. She became the go-to person. And you know what? Who knows what was going on in her personal life? We didn't know. We didn't need it. She came there to work. And that's something that when I've gone through hard times in my personal life, whether I loved my job or not at the time, going to work was an escape from the hard stuff that I was dealing with. Right. You really, we, oh, I believe in keeping personal things personal as much as possible at work and just focusing on your job. It's so much better for your mental health and being productive at work. So, but yeah, Lily was, is amazing. She's absolutely an amazing adult. She's mm-hmm. continued to find herself and yeah. we're so proud of her. But seriously, be the lily. Be the lily. At your job. Mm-hmm. When if people know that you're coming to work, don't you want to know that they're excited to see you? They're so glad you're there. Like, yes, Lily's here. Not, oh great. Well, Tara's here. And um, I guess. In about 20 minutes, she'll have had something to eat. She'll get her coffee and maybe she'll be ready to work. Oh my gosh. I would be so embarrassed of that. Yeah. Hugely embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that no matter, in a nutshell, no matter the generation, we all need to be treated the same. Like when we're talking about the workplace, like we all need, or outside of the workplace, but yeah. we all need structure. We all need rules. Or We all have should have consequences to our choices. We should be held to the same expectations. Yeah. Not and just the strong people. No. Those people are held to certain expectations. Right. And the ones who are weaker or just, you know, they They're don't want to be time. here on time every day, but they, they have different rules. They have different expectations and that's ridiculous. And then they get the same raises at the end of the year. Crazy. How does that makes you crazy? And take a look at how that's been going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they do not become stellar employees. Never. It just gets worse mm-hmm. and it's contagious. And before yes. you know it, you're, all of your employees are just so unhappy. You can't do enough for them. And you have a really toxic, negative environment. Yeah. And as parents, you have children who are pretty dependent on you or yeah. not living very successful, happy lives. And they're behind on their payments and they're, mm-hmm needing more medication or they're needing a different way out. Like it's, it's just a really bad, bad roller coaster, slippery slope, whatever they call it, but it's not good. And I just wonder, so now what is the next generation going to be like? Because they're going to be raised by this generation, by the, by the millennials. Do we, I'm supposed there's probably parenting classes, (laughs) how millennials parent. Well, for heaven's sakes, don't have children, maybe. I don't know. That's bad. <laughs> Is it bad, though? <laughs> I hope they're seeing the light if they have a child. And I hope, I think everyone wants to do better when they have kids. I certainly, yeah. when I was having my children, I was going to do it better than my parents. Although I seriously felt like I was raised in the perfect household with amazing parents who were strict and held us accountable to rules and curfews and, um, And I was just a truly happy person. And my parents always made sure that no matter what we were at school, if the buses weren't going, it didn't matter. We were going, dad would make sure we got there. 
Um, I had a stay-at-home mom, so that was amazing. Never had to worry about being sick. But I'm telling you, if we stayed home, we were sick. So I didn't get to be a stay-at-home mom with my kids, but mm -hmm. I tried very hard for them to also follow rules, be there mm -hmm. um, when they had to be, when they would be at school, be on there at school on time. Um, if you and dad were very involved in the PT, I mean, you were involved, you yeah. were at the school a ton, even mm -hmm. though you both had full-time jobs. Right. Yeah. It was be involved in your kids' lives, advocate for your children and know their teachers, yes. know who you're dealing with, have them know you. Oh, uh, no. The parents of the children that your kids hang out with, they have slumber parties yeah. at. Ugh, I don't think I would ever let my children have a slumber party. No. I mean, I would never let my kids stay somewhere else overnight. Yeah. This day, I've seen too much, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but know where your kids are. Yeah. And who those parents are. Really know. And that's hard to do. I'm with so many working it is. parents. That's why and, I would not let yeah. my kid leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it harder and harder. And I think even... You know, when you and Anthony were younger, you guys didn't really go spend the night at too many people's places. People came to our Not house, you were older. but yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a whole nother thing, but I definitely keeping an eye on their environment and the people that they, the kids that they're with mm -hmm. and their parents and, mm -hmm. um, doesn't necessarily mean you cut them out of their lives, but you certainly want to supervise and be, be involved. So to wrap this up, you think we're ready to wrap this up a little bit, maybe? Probably. I hate, I mean, it's such a huge subject when we first started it, talking about it. It is, yeah. It's so big, and I think it is vast. It's such a huge, vast amount of time. But it comes down to something pretty basic and pretty yeah. simple. I mean, for the millennials, for those early 20s to late 30s, like, we can turn things around. Absolutely. And people who are running businesses, management everywhere, you can turn things around Yes, if you've let things get out of control and you've been catering to certain generations or whatever. And parents get back to parenting. Yeah. If you choose to be a parent, if you are a parent, that should be your priority. Number one. So it's not that we can't get things back to the way that they should be. Oh, absolutely not. It's, it's a simple fix. It's an absolute simple fix in the workplace. Um, the rules are simple. You have an employee handbook, make them follow it, uh, be on time. Um, you know, follow the rules, uh, hold people accountable, hold your staff accountable. Um, you can't beg for more money. If you only want to work 36 hours a week, If you're not interested in putting in the full 40. Why do you want more money an hour? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and at home, um, in your own family, don't let your children or grandchildren take advantage of you. Don't let your parents, um, your siblings take advantage of you. Mm -hmm. Be smart, stand up for yourself and, and, you know, be respectful of each other, enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not too, it's never too late to turn things around. And I think even... Um, the it's going to be hard who have been babied and are having a struggle every day. Um, I think we have to be strong as parents, as friends, as coworkers mm -hmm. to say, stop, you know, don't, don't feed into it. Don't constantly hug them and allow them to sit in the corner in the fetal position and cry for an hour. No, get up, get moving. Why don't you clean the front windows and I will 
do this because we're slow. Like keep moving, keep going, encourage each other. Don't, um, enable, enable. Yeah. That's exactly. Continue to foster. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to believe we can turn it around. I want to believe we will turn it around. We have to It's simple. (laughs) It's not hard. It's, it doesn't take all these ridiculous classes. And I know that feeds a lot of, um, leaders, because they can have all these CEs on how you should be managing and books on how you should be managing these very weak, self-centered um, people. That's how they see them as very yeah. weak and self-centered That's and the truth. immature. Mm-hmm. But you're not that way. Mm-mm. I think if you're 24 to 39 or 26 to 39, whatever, you're a millennial, you're strong. Now get it together. Get it together, period. Show up to work on time show up to work 10 minutes early every day this week, (laughs) ready to work, not 10 minutes early so that you can have your breakfast, 10 minutes early, ready to work complete. No, you know what it is. You know what it is is everybody shows up to work the minute that they're supposed to be that they're walking in the door when they're supposed to, they're not ready to work. No, they don't have their their shift uniform top on. It's just, they haven't had their coffee yet. There's so much. We could talk about this all day, yeah. honestly, but it really just comes down <laughs> to everyone needs to be held to the same standards. Get back to parenting. Basics. Basics. Like, mm-hmm. that's our truth on that. Yep. Absolutely. All right. It is time for our quote of the day of the week. Or I don't know how often we're going to be recording. We're thinking every two weeks. So anyway, here is our quote. It is wrong and immoral to seek to escape the consequences of one's acts. When it comes to privacy and accountability, people always demand the former for themselves and the latter for everybody else. A body of men holding themselves accountable to nobody ought not to be trusted by anybody. And that is by the amazing Thomas Paine. Very good. That brings us to the end of our second episode. Yay. We hope that you enjoyed this one. We could have talked about this forever and ever, but I got shit to do. So we need to wrap it up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hope you enjoyed it. And um, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Spotify. You can follow us there. We're also on Instagram at Naked Truth Tellers. From our profile there, you can follow us um, on the Anchor app and listen to our podcast through Anchor. There's a little link on our Instagram. So those are the couple of ways for now that you can find our podcast. Next time, we are going to be talking about our why. Our why. Why, why we're doing this. Yeah. Why we decided to have our own mother-daughter podcast. So check us out then. And until we see you again, stay true to you. Bye. Bye.